Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, here with a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author to share with you, Carolyn Lee Arnold. And the winning book is titled, 50 First Dates After 50. Carolyn drew upon her 30 years as a social science researcher and 10 years as a relationship workshop assistant to create the dating project in 50 First Dates After 50. A native Californian from Los Angeles with a New England education, Carolyn found her true home in the San Francisco Bay Area, where she prepared for dating and life by attending spiritual ceremonies, working in free clinics, leading women's backpacking trips, hiking the local green hills, identifying as a lesbian feminist in the 1970s and 80s, and earning graduate degrees in women's studies, statistics, and educational research. 51st States After 50 is her first book. She is working on her second memoir about her lesbian feminist years. Still a feminist, she lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her partner, one of her 50 dates. And for more information, including dating resources, check out her website, carolynleearnold.com. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today, so welcome to the network, Carolyn. Hello, Pat. Thank you. Thanks for that great introduction. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you here, and congratulations on the book win. Thank you so much. I, I just think your organization has such an incredible gift. You you know, the, uh, the things that you do, I mean, you do these, you make these pillowcases, and you give them to people that really need them, and then you keep giving, you know, just because we've won a book award, then you also um, now give to us, give back to us by doing these interviews, and promoting us. I just feel like you're you're such a generous group and person. Oh, I like that. Thank you very much for the compliment. That's always good to hear. You know, you do a lot of work. It's a lot of work to, to, to put the uh, contest together. And then in the evenings, I do sit back and uh, make the pillowcases. And it's such a fun project because I have no idea who is going to receive them. I just know that at night, some person who's having a difficult life is sleeping on this pillowcase thinking, wow, somebody cares. And they don't know me. Uh, I don't know them. They don't know that the author donated. It's just such an anonymous, beautiful thing. Right, right. And I guess, and, and I mean, it's such an important thing. It's a physical thing that they need, something clean yep. to sleep on their head. And so it's so stabilizing, so comforting, I, I would imagine. Well, I think so, too. I've heard a lot of positive feedback from it, how, you know, that's the last thing you lay your head on at night and you put your head on there and head off into dreams. And hopefully it, it brings some pleasant dreams. And especially for the kids, we make some really fun and colorful ones. I make pillow pockets on them and we during the holidays, we stuff them with Easter bunnies and you know just kind of fun holiday themes themed things too so it's good it's good so thank you thank you for taking part well i'm i'm honored and and thrilled and delighted and and i especially feel so happy that i won in the categories that i won in um (laughs) in 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 this contest well thank you for finding us and we'll have to keep up with you in your and your um your newest book that you're working on as well Okay. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so this book, 50 First Dates After 50, started as a dating project. Maybe give us the backstory. Okay. Um, it, yes, I was in my late 50s, and I was—I had never had a really long-term committed relationship. I, I'd only had short-term relationships. I'd just breaking up with someone I adored, who I've been with for seven years, but it had not been committed. And I thought, I've, I'm really ready for a committed relationship. 
um, with a man who um, wants to commit to me. And, and I'm a researcher. My background is research. And so I thought of this way of doing the dating uh, to make it a project, to make it more fun for me. I, I decided to do kind of some researchy things, like set a goal. I set a goal of 50 dates that I would go on 50 first dates. Of course, I could go on second or third or fourth dates with somebody. And I set the goal and of going on the 50 dates and to explore. I also didn't know what type of man I wanted to be with or what type of relationship I wanted, really, because I had obviously not been picking well since all my relationships were pretty short. So I decided to kind of cast my net wide and develop you know, we all have a relationship list, like what, who's our ideal person. I just wanted to keep that open and develop it as I went along. And so it was a real, it was a real researchy, um, that's why I called it a dating project. I wasn't just dating, it was a dating research project. And I was researching in a way myself, like what was best for me. And I had a lot of fun doing it. It was, a, I found that it was actually a very upbeat and fun and um, nurturing way to approach dating. So um, I, I, so I enjoyed it so much that, and I, and it was successful. I found my partner, and um, on which date I found him, that is, remains the secret of the book. Um, but I did find him. We've been, now been together for 11 years, and um, I feel like it was a really successful dating project. And um, that's why I wanted, That's why I ended up writing the book after I finished the project and found my partner around the time. I had started writing down the stories because they were so good. And, and interesting and upbeat. And um, part of it is that women, older women, often don't have fun dating. Sometimes they feel like it's kind of a slog, kind of a, 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 a painful thing to do. And and I was having fun. So I wanted to share dating as a, as a, a kind of a fun project of self-discovery. Oh, I love that. Pretty bold move to say I'm going to date 50 people and work on this project. Did, did, they, did any of your dates know they were part of a project? Um, they did if I saw them more than once or twice. <laughs> if I just saw them and met them in the world, you know, at a singles event or a, or a, um, online or at a, on a hike. And we just had one date. I didn't tell them because that was just like having one date with somebody. Right. You know, and then if we didn't call each other back, then it didn't work out. But if I saw them, um, first of all, a lot of my friends knew that I was doing this project. Some of my men friends. And some of those friends asked me if I, they could date me, if they could be in the project. So they knew. <laughs> Either part of it, um, and then the the ones that I was started, I I allowed myself to linger with a few men, um, maybe quite a few, to see to make sure I I wanted to keep an open mind. I didn't want to reject people that were not quote unquote my type, but right away, like I lingered with someone who was shorter than me, even though I don't usually attract, I don't not usually attracted to shorter people. Um, I lingered with someone who didn't didn't seem to be available. <laughs> wasn't wasn't them that into touching as me. But I was giving people kind of a chance, and I was lingering with them. So um, if I lingered with them for more than two days, I had to tell them that I was they were part of a project. Yes, that's what I told them. How did they take that? Well, it depends. Um, <laughs> most of them, since it was early, I would tell them early on, and they would say, um, and, I would, and what I would say is, you know, I, I really, I, I just want you to know, and Sometimes it was apparent um, because we were dating, but I'm looking for a long-term partner, and I'm uh, my plan is to go out with 50 men, and so I'm I will be mainly I wanted to tell them I was still dating other people, mm -hmm. like I wasn't going to just stop with them and linger. If even if I lingered with them, I would still be dating other people. And one of the themes of my book is 
um, one of the ways I took care of myself, since I was an older woman who was used to being sexual in my relationships all along, I had a few lovers that I would see along the way to kind of support me physically and sexually, and that kept me, my spirits up, and it kept me from depending on uh, that from my date. Mm -hmm. So I had to tell the date that I was, I had these lovers, and that, some people were not okay with that. Some people were fine, and some people weren't. Oh my gosh, it's like, I have some friends with benefits, but <laughs> let's see where right. this goes. So when did you decide that you wanted to actually compile this into a book? Um, towards the end, and? I was in the, um, I was up at the 40s, I think. I mean, I had been all along, I, I had some great stories, and I'd been telling my friends the stories. And of course, as friends do, they say, oh, you must write them down, write them down. And, and, and towards the end, I thought, well, maybe I will try to write them down. I was going into a um, period when I would be off of my job for a while. So I decided to take a writing class and see what it was like to write them down, because I thought I had some good stories to share. Um, but it, and the book idea became gradually. I mean, I was a beginning writer. I was a social scientist. I didn't know how to write story or dialogue or characters or anything. And so I had to learn. I took a lot of memoir classes and, and creative writing, nonfiction writing classes. So it was a while before I had the confidence to think I could write a book. And some of my early teachers saw that I had a book, and, and they in encouraged me. They said, how's the book going? And that was like a big shock to me, like, a book? A book? <laughs> this could be a book? <laughs> and and um, But once I studied memoir more and realized that I had a good story, I had an, an arc, I, I had a, it was kind of like a heroine's journey. I had a quest, mm -hmm. and I went out into the world, and I had challenges, and I had setbacks, and I got discouraged, and I had to pick myself up and keep going, and I, there was a you know, some crashes in the middle of it and some times when I didn't think I would ever find a partner. And then in the end, I did um, because of things I realized. I, I had some great realizations towards the end. And um, and because of those realizations, I was able to recognize the partner, who the guy who came along, who's now my partner, as the best person for me. Mm -hmm. So I had those elements of story that people expect in a good story. And so, um, and of course, it was, the fact that it was a happy ending helped also. <laughs> helps, um, absolutely. But it, I, I want to do a shout out though. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, as someone in my late 50s and 60s and into the 70s now, I, I mean, I do want to do a shout out that not everyone's looking for a partner at this age. A lot of women have done this, been there, done that, been married or had long-term relationships and now are really happy to be independent. And another happy ending would have been deciding that independence is the best thing. <laughs> and, and I know some books like that. And those are great. Um, it, it's just that I went the other way around. I was a strong, independent feminist for 20s and 40s, however many years, until <laughs> I was 60. And I was kind of purposely, in a way, not getting into a serious relationship because I was focusing on my career as a researcher and my life and balancing my life. And um, I was exploring a lot of different things. And so, to me, it was the time of my life when I did want to commit to somebody. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say that my book is for people who are looking for partners. Right. But that's the group. Right. I mean, so... Um, so that's and that's why I thought I had a story for that group. Sure, no, I understand that. Maybe then share a peek into the book. How did you put this together so our listeners have an idea of the say the structure of the book? Yeah, the structure of the book is um, um, basically I do follow my path through deciding to do this project and 
um, it starts with my breaking up with the, the guy I was with for seven years, because he was really a wonderful guy, and I, he was actually my ideal partner. But he was a Buddhist beach boy who lived in Hawaii, who wanted to move to Bali and just and never commit. <laughs> and I wanted someone in the Bay. I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. I wanted someone nearby who would commit and who was doing more in, the, in their life than meditating. And so, because I'm so busy and I have a lot of projects, and I wanted someone like that. So um, when I so it starts with letting go of him and 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 a little bit about our relationship and letting it go, what that was like, and then coming up with a plan. And then I do go through the 50 days in order, but I don't I don't drag the readers through all 50 days. Mm-hmm. I've picked the best the 20 dates that really are the most significant that move me forward to my goal which was to discover what I wanted in a partner. And so each date that I highlight, I go into what I, you know, it's scenes of what the date was like and sometimes the subsequent dates were like and what I'm thinking and feeling and how I'm learning, what I'm learning about myself and about what I want as a dating partner, as a a partner Mm -hmm. in in dating. So I'm pretty self-reflective as I go through. Um, And I'm also, um, yeah, that, that's the main structure, and then I do get to the end. So I, I highlight the main dates. I mention every date so that everyone realizes that I did go on 50 dates. I just maybe sometimes it's just a sentence of a date, mm-hmm. but the, the main ones I cover. As I'm listening to you, I'm wondering, you, you probably just have so much advice. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Any advice yeah. that is not what one normally hears? Any unusual advice? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think that. Women, older women need to counter some of the negative messages that are out there. You know, there, there's a scarcity uh, feeling that there's not enough men or there's not enough good men or all the men are taken. So my, one of my key points, I do have a list of dating tips on my website, and I have some detailed dating tips if people sign up for my blog, which is about dating. Um, but one of the things is you only need one. You only need one. And, um, and that is... You know, you just have to cut through all the, the chatter about how many men are out there or not. There, I believe there's some a right person for everyone, um, but you can't sit at home and wait and hope for them. You do have to go out and search. So the other side of you only need one is you have to see a lot of people. You have to sift through a lot of different options and different possibilities. You have to develop a big pool. And I realize that's really hard to do in more isolated communities. I, I felt lucky I was in this. San Francisco Bay Area and had a lot of groups to join and a lot of activities to go be in and and um, participate in. Um, basically, a lot of people live here and a lot of single people. But um, but there, I, I feel like there's ways to do that. One of my blogs is how did I meet 50 men and and where other suggestions that I have for people to find them. Um, so so those are my two main things: is persistence um, and 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 you only need one, and you're looking for the right one. And there's, and um, oh, I have a lot of advice, Pat. I could go down my list of tips. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, I purposely didn't make this a self-help book. I wanted, I just wanted to tell the story, right? Because there's a lot of self-help books out there about dating, mm-hmm. and that they're great. And I just wanted to people to experience what it'd be like as an older woman who was dating, who was being sexual as part of dating. Um, and also, there's one more aspect of my book I wanted to add, which is. It's very, it's set in kind of a, the, the, uh, you might mention spiritual ceremonies and relationship yes. workshops. It's set in that personal growth, spiritual, kind of new agey milieu 
of the Bay Area. And so people get kind of a glimpse of that in my book also. I had to describe the things, the kinds of things that my friends and I did for fun, like um, ceremonies for the solstice and things like that. Um, so um, I guess what I'm saying is um, my, 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 my life is very particular. It's set in a certain place and, and with certain opportunities. But I feel like what my book shows is a process of how to date as a, as a process of self-discovery in what you want as a relationship. I feel like people can use that, that mindset in any type of dating. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, for instance, wants to be sexual when they're dating people. They want to not be. And that's fine. Um, it, it's just, it, it's, 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 I'm, I'm hoping to bring awareness of, well, what is, what are your choices? How do you want to date? And how are you going to explore what, what's right for you? Piece of advice. I mean, I have 10, but <laughs> I'm four now. Um, loving yourself is really important, but you can't love yourself in a vacuum. And so I recommend being part of a community or group of which, of loving people that, that you need support. It's a long, oh, that's the other thing. It's a long-term project. You can't say, well, I think I'll date this weekend or next weekend. You have to figure out how am I going to date for the long, maybe it took me two and a half years to find my partner. So you have to keep, um, you have to figure out how are you going to build in long-term support and not only date, but also see your friends get nurturing um, from some group, either a best friend or a, or a women's group or a men's group or, um, or, a, or, a, or go to workshops um, to, su- to support you being a loving person, to get that reflection back. So what, uh, here's another piece of advice I have. So I, I have a lot. <laughs> For someone who didn't write a self-help book, I have a lot of advice. <laughs> um, but um, I, what, what is, I think, I really think the best preparation for dating is to take a workshop on relationships because um, those kind of workshops, there's a lot of them all around the country and many of them are online. It's about basically how to look for loving relationships or how to be in relationship. The ones I went to were with the Human Awareness Institute, um, which has workshops. They call their workshops on love, intimacy, and sexuality. And the thing about this, these kind of workshops attract people who are trying to have better relationships. So what better pool of men to look in to find than men who have purposely gone to these workshops to improve their relationships or their relating skills? Mm-hmm. So I, re- I recommend those workshops for a couple of reasons. One is because you do learn skills yourself that you can use in dating, and you, you meet great people who will probably become your lifetime friends. They don't have to become your partners, but they, they will become your lifetime friends. And, and, and um that group, that um, the group that I'm part of, also has parties and gatherings in my book um, all throughout the year. So you, you end up meeting other people from who've gone to these workshops, and you're in a milieu of people who know how to appreciate people, um, be loving, be kind, um, respect people's choices and boundaries. It's a very great basis for dating. It, um, yeah, that's my, my big one. That's a great piece of advice because that was going to be one of my questions is where do you find people? Um, you don't want to just be hanging around bars and, you know, you know, just hope somebody passes you in the grocery store and like a TV show, you bump the watermelon on the floor or whatever. I mean, you know, how do you, how do, how do you find quality people? And so it really depends on going to quality places and organizations and exactly. meetings and groups. Yeah, exactly. Quality is the key because if you, do you want to meet 
I hate to say alcoholics in a bar. Is that the person you want to relate to? If that is, that's a great, great place to meet. But if you want to meet people interested in relationships, or like half of my 50 dates came from people who had gone to these workshops. But the other half came from what other people do um, also, is go to groups that are interest you, that you feel passionate about or that are important to you. For me, it was hiking. The Sierra Club has some great hikes. In my area, they happen to have hikes for singles. But even the ones, if they don't, they would have hikes with some single people in them. Right. Um, I like spirit, to do spiritual meditating also, not all the time, but <laughs> I like it. And so I would go to the, uh, the spiritual retreat center near us. Um, had used to have single nights, nights for singles. And again, if they hadn't had singles nights, I'm sure there would have been times to go and meet other singles. And then um, I went to other singles events of professional people since I was a professional. So I wanted to meet professional men. So I went to those kinds of singles events. Um, so, and I met people who were following my own interests. Like I went to a photography exhibit and I met someone there. Um, I went to, um, this a funny one was I went to Mexico to a real estate seminar because I thought I was going to be able to buy a property in Mexico. And I met someone there at the seminar and it was just kind of a nice um, thing to have in common. Mm-hmm. Didn't go anywhere, but it was, um, it, I, that, that I was open. I mean, I was open to meeting people wherever. Right. As long as, as, to make sure, if I, once I made sure I was doing the things I like to do that enhanced my life mm-hmm. and other people came along who also were in the, that milieu. Right, to see if they fit in rather than you fit into something that right. maybe doesn't exactly. uh, please you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, you know, as, as we get older, you think, okay, I know myself really well because I'm older. But to be an older yeah. person dating, I would imagine it's all about self-discovery. You might think you have a type or a certain kind of person that you're looking for. Um, but then going on all of these dates, I would imagine... You could change your mind. It was like, oh, maybe I do like hang gliding, or maybe I do want to be intimate. I mean, things you might have thought that you didn't want to do, maybe you mm-hmm. discovered that about well, you that you didn't know. Well, definitely. It definitely helps to be more open about what you think you might like and close. One of the pitfalls of being older is we, we do think we know our types of ourselves, and we think we know who would be best for us. So we end up with this list. And often we look at the list and we look at the people who are available for dating and no one matches the list so we don't go on any dates. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize that a couple of things. One is dating. Dates are practice. You should go on a lot of dates. Practice dating. Practice because dating is practicing relationship skills. So you're, you need to be in practice for a relationship. So dating is good practice. But also um, people don't reveal all their qualities on their ad, their online ad or their um or just the first date. You might not see um, the qualities that you're looking for until you get to know them. Mm-hmm. So you have to give, you have to be more open. So you, the people who are more open-minded have a much more advantage, much better, higher advantage because they'll be open to more people. And again, it's all about the numbers of people that you're open to. Yep, absolutely. I mean, what's the worst Great that can point. happen? You meet a nice person and and make a friend and move on. I mean, yes. Yep. Well, yes. Um, that's that's actually a good benefit. One of my one of my dates 
before this project, I had met someone dating, and we decided we just wanted to be friends. And then he's the one who took me to the introduction to the workshop, mm -hmm. introduced me to that whole world. Mm -hmm. and it was such a great um, connection. So you never know. You can learn stuff from people. They can introduce you to other people. Yeah. Any date is actually, there's something to be gained from going out on the date. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I, I do think that the worst could happen is that someone could be kind of rude to you or mean mm -hmm. or reject you, you know, say to your face, I don't like you or you... We're not a match or something that would hurt you. Right. And so the other thing in terms of the, we have to build a little resilience for dating. And, and the thing that, that helps the most is to not take those things personally, to know, to assume that the other person, whether it's a man or a woman, they're on their path and they're looking for their person and they know as much as they know about what they want. And we just have to trust that, even if we disagree. Like, I, there were several men in my book. I thought they'd be perfect for me. I thought I'd be perfect for them if they would just see it. <laughs> and they didn't see it. They, one told me to my face, you know, I'm, we're not a good match. And I thought, what? I, I oh. think we might be. But um, I had to respect him with that. And, and I had to take it personally because it had more to do with him mm -hmm. and what he was looking for and not with me. Right. I, I had to say, this does not reflect on me as a dating person, as a person who's, who someone would like to love and be with. It's completely about him. And that's a skill it's just to, to, to uh, flex that heart muscle, that to not take it personally when you get rejected. Because sure. there are rejections in dating. And I show a bunch. I was rejected a lot in my book. Um, here I thought, you know, when I was going through it, I was saying, oh, this is such a fun project. I'm going to write this down and share it with other people. So I wrote it all down. I wrote all 50 dates down. And then I read it. And I thought, oh, my God, I got rejected a lot here. <laughs> this is not a happy story. I was mostly rejected. Of course I was because dating is sifting through. And I sometimes I get rejected or they rejected. And what I realized is that I had developed certain skills that were resilient keep me resilient and persisting um, through the dating. And it's those kinds of skills that I try to share in my blog and um, and that I recommend, that I learned in those relationship workshops, really, about um, um, taking good care of myself. It, it's a lot about just taking care of yourself and recognizing that you're doing a hard thing, you're doing a, you're doing a long-term project, but you're doing an important thing that has a great reward at the end. Um, and the, the, there's a lot of people, I think there's, when I said there's just one person for each person, there's a lot of people out there for each person. And you just have to find one. <laughs> but you only need one. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh, being in sales and cold calling, you know, and you get no, no, no. And you have to think, okay, every no is one step closer to yes. So all of those no's <laughs> ultimately did you a favor. That's exactly it. I was just talking with a dating coach who said that. She, that's what she says to her, her clients. Every no is a step closer to mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's um, a... I just want to give – there's a, another view, just another perspective on my book. If, if you step back from my book, my book is it's really three steps in – I mean, three, three books in one. One is it's a great dating book, a story book, and it's things I've been talking about. There's lots of great tips for dating that you don't have to do everything, but someone might get ideas from, like just the idea of thinking of dating as research. That could really help people in their perspective on dating. Or um, or having a goal. You could have a numerical or a, or a, maybe just a time goal, like for a year I'm going to do this and then take a break. Breaks are important. I was about to take a break, but I found my partner. But anyway... Um, but that, so that's one way you can look at my book. It's a dating, um, it's a, it's a great story about dating and it has a lot of ideas in it. 
Um, the other one is it's a model of an older woman, an older, healthy, sexual woman. And I feel very proud of that part of my book um, because um, because I think we need those models out there. I can tell when I was writing it and I was starting getting ready to publish it that I was scared of putting that out. I have some pretty explicit sex scenes in there that I put I kept in there because I think it's important for women who are being sexual to be validated that we yes, we're sexual and yes, we do this even on even when we're not in committed relationships. And I wanted to validate myself and other women who are wanted that or, or and feel sexual because a lot of us are really sexual and I wanted to encourage people to be okay about being sexual as we get older because that's certainly not the assumption. And um so I'm glad I kept that in and I feel proud of it. I know it that means it's not for everybody, but the people who are um who who wanted want to see that reflected in really appreciate that there. And I also feel like the reason I kept it in is because it's a healthy model, because I model things like safe sex, um, setting boundaries. Um, one of the things I learned in the workshop is a lot about choice and boundaries and being able to set my own boundaries and choose what I want to do in the moment. Um, and then, and also safe sex. And there's, I always mention the safe sex aspect of any sex scene. So I feel like it's a model for people. What would it look like if we were if we we were feeling healthy around our sexuality as older women. Mm -hmm. So that's one that's the second aspect of my book. Oh, and the reason I'm mentioning it is because these are the awards I got with Firebird. I got uh, I I was in first place for sexuality, mm -hmm. which meant so much to me <laughs> to validate that part of the book. I, and I was also first place in relationship. Mm -hmm. So that felt that was under the memoir section. I felt so validated. And then the third aspect of my book is that glimpse into that kind of personal growth workshop, spiritual ceremony, new agey aspect. Mm -hmm. And I also got a reward for new age culture. Yeah. <laughs> Firebird. So I felt I felt like the judges there really saw those three aspects of my book. Mm -hmm. Um and my memoir. And I felt I feel so um proud of that and so um humbled and grateful for those awards. Oh, thank you. Our judges are wonderful. They do read with such care. These people really care. And we have 20 questions. Everybody has to follow the same 20 questions with a one through five rating. And then mm -hmm. often they write a little bit at the end. Their comments are always interesting. I, I don't share them um, with the authors or anything. It's just all in-house. But I, at the end, I get to read all of all of that and kind of put it all together. So yes, Thank you for saying that about our judges. I felt that. I felt so seen. Thank it was you. wonderful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this today. So much so much to know about you and your 50 first dates after 50. We're talking with Carolyn Lee Arnold. Why don't you, if you would, uh, share any contact information, any place folks can go to learn more about you and where they can purchase your books? Great. Well, the best place to start to contact my me. Well, to purchase my book, you can go right to Amazon, um, or you can go to my website, which has all my contact information. And my website is very simple. It's carolynleearnold.com, Carolyn with a Y. Um, and and that there is a, it's a whole page on where to buy, and I do encourage actually us to buy from independent bookstores because they are the ones who support independent um, publishing houses, which is what I'm a part of, which she writes press. Um, and... Um, so there are some options there, and if you, you can get a personal signed copy if you if you order from my local bookstore, and you can, but you can also support your own local independent bookstore. So there's that page, 
Um, also, um, the other two contact things are my Facebook author page and my Instagram page. And you can find them on my, from my website. They have those little icons on my website and you'll find, you'll get right to them. Um, and they're very easy actually. It, if you just like Instagram, it's Carolyn Lee Arnold with, the, with, the, with periods in between my name. Carolyn.lee.arnold. That's Instagram. And if you want to go to Facebook, it's Carolyn Lee Arnold author. Uh, yeah, Facebook. So that's where I am. And I do updates on my book and I, and my, my, I really recommend my Instagram page because it's very colorful. I try to keep the color and the, and the interesting pictures there. Um, my website also has my blog, which is about dating, uh, tips on dating and experiences I've had in life and dating. Um, and, and, he, and that's where I put my advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, and I also have a whole page on dating resources because I'm not a dating coach and I do not mean to write a self-help book. I can give advice, but I can't coach. Sure. So I have, um, people, I have the, um, contact information for the organizations that are in my book that I went to, the relationship workshops I went to two, and um, coaches that I trust, who I, whom I know and trust, would are, do a good job. So people have that as a resource for dating. Excellent. So the website is carolynleearnold.com. I've had several wonderful authors uh, submit their books from She Writes Press. So that sounds like a lovely, lovely organization as well. I could go on and on about that. <laughs> Great authors. All righty, my friend. This has just been a wonderful conversation. I was looking forward to getting to know you and finding out what went on. I'm so happy that your dating project resulted in finding your person. So that's always a good, good, happy ending. It, it is a happy ending, All yes. Right. Well, yes, yes, yes. Thank um, you. We'll have to do this again sometime. Okay, well, it's, you're great, Pat. It's great to talk to you. It's so easy and natural and fun, and, and you ask great questions. And thanks for, thanks for all that you do and for having me on. <laughs>